Thank you for joining us today for another episode of Unleashed with Kimberly, a conversation for insight and intelligence. I'm your host, Kimberly, and I am an intuitive transformational coach and business creative, and I have my global goddess platform, Unleash Your Inner Goddess, where we leverage women's stories around the world using multiple media outlets. I am so excited about this theme we're doing this year, Power Up Your 2022, You Empowered, Your Business Empowered your life empowered. I'm so excited today. I get to speak with Nora Day Richardson. She is a powerhouse. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And I am so excited. Here she is. Nora, thank you for being with me today. You are a brand strategist. I love your brilliance and your wisdom and just all of you. So <laughs> thanks for being here. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Let's talk about your business first, like, because when we're talking about powering up your your 2022, some people are just kind of lost, like, what should I do? And I think you have a really great um, reasoning behind how you brand and why you should brand. Well, you know, yes, exactly. Uh, you know, what my thing is, is I really feel that people conform too much 
in this world right now. And that's not setting anyone apart. So if we want to really like be bold and, and, and powerful in this upcoming year and years to come, um, we've got to really understand what differentiates us from all the other people in the world and basically hone in and, and tackle and embrace that wonderful thing that calls us us that source and what have you actually like says man this is who you've always need to be this is who you are and you need to kind of like step into that role but we get so kind of confused with societal norms and checking off boxes that people say well, this is what gets us to where we need to be that we lose ourselves in what we're trying to do. And then the thing that we want people to see us and recognize us and to be the, the people to serve, um, actually what happens is we get, we, we just are become part of the wall. We don't mm. actually stand out. No one actually can find us because we're hiding the biggest, best part of ourselves. Um, and that's our story and who we are, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Right. Uh, so important. So important. Yeah. I mean, I literally built my entire platform based on sharing your story and your message. You're one of my series two goddesses. However, for me, it's about the story. But when it comes to marketing and branding your company and your business, it really does go back to the story. People and we want to hide behind that. Yeah, Amazing. everything is is the story. It, you are your story is what connects you and makes you relatable to your audience. Your audience is going to through similar things that you have gone before, and they actually need to hear the story that says, "Hey, although you see me here right now as this, I was just like you and doing X, Y, and Z." You know, these things that you are currently doing right now, but I'm here to tell you that you can, you too can solve your problem by doing the same similar things. Here is my story. This is how I did it. You may have to do it a different way, but there's hope. There's, there's, there's something there and I can show you bits of the pieces for your journey. Like that's the kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I love that. It, I think the story, you know, we're afraid to share our story and be vulnerable. But like you said, it's what connects our audience to us. It's what keeps us, uh, sets us apart from everyone else because people can find themselves inside of our story. And that I feel like it collapses time with the no like and trust factor, right? Where people are like, oh my gosh, yes. And it goes for every industry. It doesn't matter. Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't matter if you're doing a product or a service, whether you're a small business or a large business, a story is what moves humans um, since the dawn of time, you know, across, around the campfire, there were stories being told, you know, about the big dinosaur or what have you, right? Or the or where the food was, you know, these are the things that, you know, we are, um, we're trained to hear stories, translate stories into something that we need for our next steps always. So we learn things from other people. We, we, we kind of, we loved reading books. We like to fantasize. We love mm -hmm. to actually, you know, connect these kinds of things. And we love rebels. We love the idea 
of people who aren't conforming. We mm -hmm. listen to those kinds of stories and we like, oh my gosh, we make it up for ourselves, whether or not we we're, we're, we feel like this is good or this is bad or, you know, what have you. Like you just think about all the different uh, people that we think of their stories and you're like, oh my gosh, they were, they were doing something against the grain. They did something that wasn't a part of the herd. They did something that was um, uh, not societal, um, you know, rules and what have you. Think about, um, you know, Peter Rabbit. He wasn't supposed to go to Mr. McGregor's garden. Where was he? in Mr. McGregor's garden, what happened to him, right? Like, we're like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen to him? He's He's gone underneath the fence. Um, you know, we have Pandora and she's not supposed to open the box. What she does, she opens the box and she'd like to stuff it all back in, but you know, she did open up the box and now she has to, you know, figure out what to do with it, right? And then we've got, even in, in the Bible, we have Eve. What mm -hmm. she not supposed to do has in this wonderful garden, and she's not supposed to eat the apple. What does she do? She eats the apple of knowledge. So these are things that we already have in our story of, of things. We need to find our own. What do we actually, what has been the norm? And what is our kind of rebelliousness is a good way to tell your story. And what is the thing that you're like, you know what? Society says this is the way it should be done, and this is not what I have found. Here is what I think is needs to be done. Much like in my my wonderful world, marketing is the thing that people are supposed to do, and I think that marketing is done way too soon. Mm -hmm. I feel that branding is what is needed first because branding is what makes marketing more effective. Because when you know yourself you know your story, you know your why, you know what you're doing and why you're doing it and what problem you're actually solving for your audience, then you can actually market to that audience so much better, so much easier. But people go straight to marketing and that's a problem. So that's that's my like, ah. <laughs> I love it. I You dropped so many nuggets in there, but first I want to talk about where you were saying you know, there's the, the thing that happened that they weren't supposed to do, or even if it's, you know, like a trauma based thing, it's still a thing. And people want to know how you had success after that. What was the journey once this thing happened to you to right now? It's that journey that draws us in. Like you said, what happened next? Like, what's he going to do? Or, oh my gosh, why'd she do that? You know, and, and so that's what grasps the attention right of people and that becomes that fascinating hook that brings them to you and go oh my gosh and again going back to any history it doesn't matter what you do you share your story as to what happened to you and why and it typically it aligns i say you know all nonprofits happened out of a need because somebody experienced it and then poof now they have a nonprofit to help benefit everything that's how those are born always. And a lot of businesses are born that way too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I always think about the um, Alice in Wonderland, you know, when she's talking to the caterpillar 
and he keeps asking her, who are you? And she's <laughs> like, um, why, I hardly know. You know, I've changed so many times since this morning, you see. And um, the caterpillar is like, uh, I, I don't, I don't see, explain yourself. And she's like, I'm afraid I can't explain myself because I'm not myself, you know? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, I can't put it more, any more clearly, sir, for it isn't clear to me. And he's like, you, but who are you? And so that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of interaction that we have with um, being business owners with our audience. That our audience are at, is actually saying, like, who are you? We want to know. We want to know you. We want to know your story. We want to know why you're here and what you're doing and what you can do for me. And the entrepreneur, entrepreneur is like, you know, um, I know I have something of value, but I'm not clear on who that is, what that is, what I'm doing. I just know I can help you. And they're like, but I don't, <laughs> but I want someone to help me, but and I want the closest, easiest person to help me. But um, until you can actually convey what you do so that I understand that you can help me, I, I can't hire you, you know, like I can't help you. I can't help you help me. <laughs> right? Well, let me help you. Help me help you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, so that's that's the kind of thing that we constantly do, and it's 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 hard because as experts we know what we do, and then when when we're when we're in it, we're like, oh my gosh, if I could, I would be an expert if I knew how to clearly and consistently, you know, tell people what I do and how I do it. Mm -hmm. um, but now I think I'm a fraud, right? Because I can't, I can't articulate what I do and how I do it. And um, so that somebody can say, Ooh, I want to give you my credit card. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's hard. Mm. It's, and it's so many people have that problem, that issue. I mean, it's, was it, it's 42% um, of, of businesses fail a year because they cannot relate the problem they solve with an audience who will buy. I mean, that is staggering, 42%. That is incredible. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that number. That's amazing. I think it's that's a 2019 number. Wow. Yeah, that's that's 2019. A lot of them say 18 months, sometimes say uh, five years, things like that. Those are old. This is a 2019 stat. So wow. that's just, yeah. That's incredible. I think it's, it's, I completely understand and what you were saying really resonated with me because even for my goddess platform, when I'm talking about it, I'm so in it that it's hard for me and I'm so excited about it that I even have found for myself, I don't even convey all of the amazingness of it because I'm so in it. And I totally get what you're saying. And I see a lot of people have that same problem. We know we, we solve a problem. We know we have a, a great thing. We know we're an expert, but how you make that sound all perfect and wonderful and then ah, say, <laughs> doesn't quite come out that way. <laughs> 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 so 
I know, I know. It is so hard. It really is. And it's hard to edit yourself to understand exactly what are the things that a part of your story that an audience will say, oh my gosh, that's, that is exactly where have you been all my life kind of thing. Um, And that's our biggest problem. We need someone to kind of look and shine that light on us and say, okay, here, here I am. Here's, here's everything that I have. And here's what I do. Here's the problem I solve. Here are the results I get. And, you know, help me match, make me to an audience and give me the words to it. That's mine, but of my story, but that will actually, uh, take me from where I am now to where I need to go. And that's, that's the key. That's the thing. But people are being told um, to, to use formulas. How many, ta- how many times have you actually had the formula either told to you or you possibly have actually used? I help X people do Y for, so that they can do Z. Oh, yeah. Yep. See them all the time all the time. Uh, or, or craziness, I do X for Y people so they can get Z, right? You know, whatever that is. So they, they just switch the I do to from I help to I do. But, you know, like, unfortunately, that is talking about our stuff, our who we are and what we're doing and how we're doing it from our lens. But and our wants and our needs and our likes, but that's boring to our audience. And that's the reason why I help or I do statements just are so overplayed and we need to stop using them. We need to come at it from a different place. We need to come at it from a story, a quick Mm -hmm one line, like synopsis, maybe two lines of synopsis of our story of a problem that we solve and not every problem that we solve, but the one that we really like to solve that we can instantly more people actually like address, like, like, Oh, like that. Okay. I might need that. Right. Like that. You've got to know what your your hammer in your toolbox is, because you may have you may have wrenches and pliers and and all these other tools in your toolbox. But know which one's your hammer. Right. Which is the one one. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like all over the board and you don't know who you're talking to. And when you're talking to your audience correctly and and in that story form. And I love that you put it like that. People are drawn in and they feel like you're talking to them and only them. And if you're not, then you're missing that, that key element. And I think I want to say this too: hiring somebody, hiring you is the key to really helping pull that message out because you have a unique process when you help with their branding and then the marketing. I even love how you have this whole, I've watched you speak and you do this whole chart and it's, you're like, it's kind of backwards for what you remember and what you've been taught. And I love it. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And the way you help people like identify their story and identify their why and, and all those moving parts to create the branding. It's not just what's your color, what, 
What, what are we going to look at for a logo? It has nothing to do with that. That comes so far later. So I love what you do. I think the key to helping people really nail down their message for their branding is to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Well, I totally agree. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. And the thing is, is that people do things in the wrong order. They think that because people actually see a logo or the colors first, that that's the first thing that they have to design. And in actuality, that's the last thing that they design because you've got to understand what problem you're solving, who you're solving it for and why you're solving that problem. Uh, first and foremost, you know, you need to understand your story and how that story kind of relates to an audience. And then back uh, from once you figure out like matchmake, that's what I love doing is matchmaking, uh, you know, a story to an audience, um, you know, and then come back and retell the story with that audience in mind. So you have this fantastic story and then we say, okay, well, who needs that? Who would actually recognize that as, as a positive, as a thing that they want to achieve or what have you? And then we go back to the story. Uh, once we find those people, we go back to that story and we position that story so it will actually um, talk to them, relate to those, those people. When I say position, I just mean we're just at, you know, we're kind of... Um, reframing the story so it's a good story to listen to. It's the right messaging um, for that that particular um, audience. And so it's nothing smoke and mirrors or what have you. It's still your story. It's still authentically you. It's just told in a clear and concise way that actually makes people say, oh my gosh, here, take my credit card. Just take it. Right. You know, and that's what we want. Just, just, just get, take my money, you know, kind of thing. And that's what we really want. You know, there's a, 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 a quote that, uh, you know, getting your product or service uh, known isn't the answer. Getting it wanted is Ooh. the answer. And that's why Bernbach. And so like, that's it. It's not, it's not, getting awareness it's getting wanted that's the I thing and that's what telling your story and then understanding matchmaking it to an audience and then repositioning that story for that audience that's what takes from just being aware and being wanted i love that I love that. Yeah. It, and it's all around your story and it's not like you're changing it. Like you said, it's just pulling out the real key elements of your story and sharing it in a way that really attracts people. And people just want to give you, take my money. I love take, that. You know, take my and, money. Yeah. And the thing, oh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was just going to say that, you know, the, the thing here is, is that, oh, I don't, I think I lost my, my thought. I'm sorry. You're go so ahead. Cute. No. <laughs> right we're like ah! um what i was gonna say is that again it doesn't it's not about the logo and the colors because at the end of the day it's you your face your story your message is what creates the brand 
and it's not about the logo. Yeah, the logo at some point down the line becomes recognizable, and but everybody by then knows the story attached to it. And that's where that powerful marketing can come into. I, I love that. Well, that's that's dealing with a personal brand. And if you don't want to, as a as a business owner, if you don't want to be that personal brand, that spokesperson for that, it doesn't it still doesn't matter. You don't have to actually be that spokesperson. But by a brand actually becomes a living identity in and of itself. It, it takes on its own after, you know, growth. But you are the breath, your story. The, what your experiences are, are gives life to that brand. So you have to actually breathe in you into whatever company, product, service, what have you, a culture. You breathe in that. You may you don't have to be the 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 spokesperson or the mascot or the person on stage or the whatever. But you but your story does have to live on in this because that's what people are attracted to. So I don't want to say that you only have to do it this one way and be the, 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 the person, right? You don't have to. If you're shy and you don't want to do that, that's fine. But you do have to know the importance of yourself and your story and why that brand is solving that problem because they saw this gap in the marketplace and yeah. you have this, you want this solution. Right. So that's that's it. But you're right. It's totally irrelevant of the colors and what have you, because in the beginning, you don't know who you're actually. It takes you what a good 12 to 18 months to even know what you're really doing. Yeah. I mean, and what problem you're really solving, because yeah. what your idea in the beginning, you have a great idea and you um, actually have um, a, a thought that you 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 think you know what you're doing you think you know what you're offering you think you know what you're solving and then people just come at you in different things and see you in a different way on how you can solve their problems that you never thought of yeah and now you're like oh my gosh this is fabulous i love this i never thought of it this way and now you've done this logo and these colors for these certain people but in all honesty you're not that's not who you're attracting anymore so now you've got to waste more money on a new logo new colors new everything new story new messaging why why do it why do it just go ahead figure out who you are what you're doing why you're doing it have some experiences in helping people figure out if they are the ones that you really, really want to work with. And if they are, then we we actually um, position that story to those people um, and then try it out. And then and then we like stir it up a little bit more and try this out and we would just throw it up more and try this out and do, you know, we 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 test to make sure that you're most effective and once we get that most effective, now we're ready for the messaging, the, the differentiation, the, the, the logo, the colors, the things, all the things. But it's a waste to do it too early. It's a waste of money. And entrepreneurs, especially, um, you know, startups, a lot of cases, they don't have the money just to waste. Well, and not only that, it's like you were saying, you don't know who you are and you're not even sure the ultimate thing that you're going to be offering. And I think what's important to really recognize about that is that 
you're going to evolve your website. You might change your business name like three times. You're going to completely <laughs> change your website probably 10 times by the end of the day, you know, by the end of 10, five years, you know, every, everything that you're doing is going to keep evolving and changing. And if you spend all this money into a logo and this beautiful website and all this stuff, and then you're like, oh, well, I don't even do that anymore. And it doesn't make sense with where I'm headed. It doesn't matter. You can slap up a one page or website if you have to have one, which you don't. And just start the business and find out who you are, who you serve, how you serve, know your why. And then start exactly. And those testimonials, all the things yeah. that give you actual relevancy and proof. Uh, those are much more important. And you're absolutely right, Kim. You do not need all of the marketing materials in the beginning. You need, you know what you need? You need to try out what you're doing and find out who you are, what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you're doing it, and who you're doing it for. Those are the most important things. And once you have, you know, done that, and you've gotten results consistently and you're like, man, I really like these people and these people, I, you know, I, I get, got good results, but I don't particularly, you know, gel with these folks. Then you, now, you know, how to niche your business. Now, you know, and now we can alter your, your wonderful story to only focus on those people and not attracting these people. And so that's how, and you're constantly evolving. It doesn't matter. I've been in business for 25, 25 years, I think 25 years, um, 25 years, uh, 22, 23, 24, I don't remember. It's, it's in the 20s. It's possibly 25. I might be lying. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep up with things like this. But anyway, I've been in the business for over two decades. That's, that's truth. Over two decades, I have been in business. And, you know, I've constantly evolved yeah. over, over the years or those 25 years. You know, as you get older and wiser and you deal with more people, you actually find you hone in on what your real things are. Because I didn't have a, a, a me. You know, to say, you know, this is exactly, have you thought about this? <laughs> I didn't have a me to do that with, you know, so I had to figure this out the hard way. It took me eight years to actually learn how to make money. I mean, really, I mean, to learn how to, um, I made like little itty bitty money and um, it took me eight years to ask the right questions to learn that I knew nothing about business. And so once I learned about business, I kept doubling my income and that's, that was amazing. I was good at what I did, but I what didn't know how to actually do all the things uh, to make me look like I knew what the heck I was doing. And I really looked young. I really looked young. I looked like a 12 year old doing business. <laughs> Which isn't good because then you, you run into problems with people going, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Cause I've, I understand that completely. <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. Your credibility is really, until you open up your mouth, your credibility is like, uh, what? I'm older than you. And you're like, no, no, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, trust me. Take me, take me. So as soon as you open your mouth, you know, things come out. You're like, oh, yeah, she does know what she's talking about. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Okay, we'll give her an ear or two. Um, I think we can quote you. I like what you said about breathing 
you are the breath of the brand and you give it life. I think that should be your quote. Thank you. See, you always need somebody like that to hear what you say. Like I say things all the time and I don't even remember what I say, but you need somebody to say, Hmm, I really like that. So yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. You breathe into your brand, you give it life, or you are the breath of your brand. You are what gives it life. Yeah, I like that. See, helping each other out. I love it. I love it. Me too. Me too. That is, I love that. It's brilliant. I was like, oh, that's a quote. We got to, I wanted to come back to that. But since we're talking about this, I want you to, if you don't mind, how did you get into branding? Because like you said, it took you a good solid eight years to figure out all the stuff and you didn't have a you to go here's what you need to do and la 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 yeah no it's uh, a <laughs> sure so i um <laughs> where do i start see this is one of those things like oh now now you guys are all looking at me like oh how is she gonna position her story to us hmm. so a little extra extra um <laughs> <laughs> hard work it like girlfriend talk like i know because you know, you're right I, you don't have you know back then you weren't thinking how do i do this it, no i was just in it. yeah i was just in it i basically i found that um i did i was un i disliked how about that i disliked the nine to five grind and i was like i could do better by myself so that's how that's how the start that's how it started. That was the big brilliant idea. I think I could do this by myself. <laughs> and so I was a graphic designer. I was a trained artist. I got I have a fine arts degree, um, and I really really took to the computer work and really loved 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 doing logos and stuff because I was amazing at listening to what the client was saying and what and, and then basically interpreting what they said into a logo. So like it was like perfect. There was simplistic. It was, uh, you know, really cool. It had it had like, you know, hidden meanings and things of that nature, because everything I do has some sort of like there's a reason for everything I do or say. Right. Mm -hmm. And so even back then, that's how I was creating logos and doing graphic design and creating these brands. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just doing it innately. Um, people would say to me, man, I've never had a graphic artist do this or a graphic designer do this or say this or ask these questions or what have you. I was just doing it because this is what I think I was always supposed to do, right? So I was stepping into myself without even realizing what I was doing or why I was doing it. And so when eight years came about, I'm pulling out my hat, hair saying, man, I'm really good at what I do. Why am I not making the money I, I feel I deserve? And I think that's exactly what so many of us really, in, in, when we're entrepreneurs, ask ourselves, like, good golly, why doesn't anybody recognize the, how great I am? I know I'm great. I know I can get results. What, what is it that is, is wrong? And for me, it's not the answer for everybody, but for me, it was understanding business. I went to a school that I predominantly, you know, I went to a four-year school. I've had my bachelor's, but I was in art. They didn't teach 
business to art students, which I think it still blows my mind that they don't do this because an art student is actually always going to do freelance. They're always going to be in business for themselves, no matter what, what it is, what it looks like. And so I didn't understand business. It's not that I was dumb. I just didn't know what I didn't know. So I needed to go find out that. And once I did that, it opened up doors. And so I was doing all these things and I'm like, oh my gosh. And this is in the middle of 2008 when the stock market's going down and all of the blah, blah, blahs were happening. And I'm doubling my income in a down economy. And I'm like, whoa, I'm onto something really cool. And so then I started playing with myself and my using my 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 brand, my business as a guinea pig. And then what worked for me, I, I used for my clients. And then what, what worked for them, I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, when I do the logo first, we have to re-come back and do things. But if I talk about the story first, if I understand the values and the reason why and the differentiators between them and the other people, but we work on that first and then the other things, then it makes so much more sense. It actually flows so much better. And nobody was talking about it at that point in time in the way that I was doing it. So I had 10 years that I refined my process. And so it's a lovely six, six step process. Now that's brilliant. It's so brilliant. I mean, you said so many things there, even going back to just, you jumped into business said, I can do this better myself. And and it was eight years of trial and error. And that's what the point was we were trying to make before is try it, do your process, have that proof of work before you start doing all these brand colors and logos. Right. So and I my love business, And my business name was just ND Richardson Graphics, you know, for tax purposes. Like that's that's how that's what it was. It was not spot on branding. It was when I realized what I was doing that I became spot on branding in 2008. So yeah, because it. it's yeah. spot on. I love it. <laughs> and as you can see, I'm branding myself. I got my spots on today. Nice, 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 nice. I love that. Yeah, I, I just think that is such an important part for people to know that it's okay, just keep going, do it. And if you already have brands and you already have colors, it's okay, still call Nora and yeah, have absolutely. a conversation. Sometimes you can still use it, maybe tweaked a little bit, but I feel like you're almost, you almost come in with the mindset, with that creative mindset of a copywriter. And you're taking all this information and you're translating it into your branding. And I, I just think that's a beautiful marriage of what you're able to create. Because like you said, nobody was talking about just, you know, well, what's your favorite color? And, you know, what were you thinking? What do you, oh, is it food? Do you want a chef's hat? Like, you know what I mean? So all these different things where you're going, no, let's talk about your story. Who are you? Why are you doing this? And what makes oh, a difference? Yes. God, that is so rich. I love that. Mm, and I, and the thing is, is like to uh, onto your point of, you know, I come in and you can use me at any time. I, I actually come in where you are now. 
right? Like wherever you are in the process right today, it doesn't matter what you have done or what you haven't done. You know, it's, I meet you where you are today and we develop it around what you know now, you know, where, where are you now, what you know now. And, and then we, we really get into that, that, that story. There's so many wonderful, may I tell you a really cool story? Yes a client. May I tell you? Oh my Love God. Really cool stories. All right. So this is a really cool story. I've get, I, I hear so many cool stories. That is one of the coolest parts of my job. I get to learn new things all the time and I get to hear really cool stories and then I help shape those stories. Right. So anyway, so this is a story of a guy who um, basically he, he knew who his audience was, which is very rare that someone absolutely knows who their audience is. He wanted to work with um, independent uh, restaurant owners. So no franchises, no you know big things, just family, usually family run independent uh, restaurant owners. And so he was like very adamant about that when he came on with me. And I'm like, oh, cool beans, rock on. <laughs> that sounds fabulous. Let's, let's, let's really, if that's who you really are passionate about serving. I'm like, well, why, why are you doing that? You know, he's like, well, I went to, I, I went to, um, uh, Johnson and Wales, which is here in the South, um, Johnson and Wales to, to, uh, to do this. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I said, are you a chef? He's like, well, I can cook, but that's not what I went to uh, Johnson and Wales for. I went to Johnson and Wales to learn uh, the business behind restaurants. And I'm like, huh, what is this? This is different. So I start asking him more questions because that's what I do. When someone doesn't answer a question the way I think it should. I'm like, oh, there's something there. That's how I know. Like, oh, let's let's go down there. So I asked him, I'm like, okay, so um, did anybody own a business um, when you were growing up? He's like, yeah, my grandfather did. He owned a barbecue restaurant in, in this little town. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, he taught me how to uh, hold a knife and chop properly, you know, with the, without cutting your hand, your fingers and stuff like that. And I worked there a couple of summers and things of that nature. And my, my, he idolized his grandfather. He was this big man who um, helped the, the, the name, the, the community in all kinds of different ways. He would give you food. If you were hungry, he would give you a job. If you needed a job, it was just, he was just a big communal place. Uh, a amazing place to to be around, and it was the place to go before you went out. It was the place to go when you went out, and it was the place to go after you'd been out. You know, it was that kind of place. And so he's telling me this story of all these this wonderful things about his grandfather, and I'm like, okay, well, what happened? He's like, well, um, he, he fell ill and he and he died, and his we found out that he wasn't, he didn't make any money and we had to sell the family home to actually pay for his debts after he died. And I was like, oh. All the way up my body. Right, right. I'm like, oh, I see Ooh. it. He's like, what do you see? I said, I see it. And then I retold him his story. Uh. I said, I said, oh my gosh. So basically 
The reason why you want to help these people, these independent business owners, is because you want to help your grandfather. It's the reason why you didn't become a chef. It's the reason why you actually learned business of restaurants specifically. Wow. I'm like, all the things, it's because you want to help your grandfather. You don't want anybody else to have to sell their family home. I'm like, when you tell somebody that, your audience, that, man, I know exactly what it feels like when your family has to sell the family home to pay for the debt of your restaurant, your dream, your amazing, you know, baby. Your legacy, right? Your legacy, exactly. And so he just almost, he was almost in tears when he heard I was it. almost in tears. <laughs> he was almost in tears. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the beauty of story. It's amazing. I'm telling you secondhand on this, but it was a beautiful moment um, of, of everything. And it really did change his whole outlook on what he was doing and why he was doing it. He had his purpose. He had his why. He had his story. And I, I was just there to facilitate. And that's the beauty of what I get to do every single day. I love that. That was just magic. It's and it showed the passion behind what he's doing. Yes. yes. Brilliant. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that. I'm like, should I, I should call you myself. <laughs> Please you know do. I mean? like, you know, I just think we're, we're, people are quick to dump money into the marketing or the business class they think they need. And really having a conversation with you will just be life-changing for them and their business because literally what you just explained of, of taking this guy, which he knew his audience, and that was a very specific audience too, by the way, you know, and, and unwinding what that was and why, because for you just to pull out of your hat, I just want to work with family owned businesses. Like that's not usually a first choice, right? No, yeah, I knew there was something. But the thing is, he didn't even know he yeah. had blocked it. I had to now when I when I tell this story, I I had to like uh, pull it out of him. like you know I You're was like fishing in a marlin, right? I, I, was, I was totally fishing. I'm like, huh? You that's that's not what I think you should have said here. So let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. I mean, I was down to the Mariana Trench, you know. I mean, pulling this movie out. You know? I mean, it was really stuck. <laughs> Oh my God. I love this. I, oh my gosh, that is amazing. You should, I don't know. That would be a great little blurb somewhere for you to use because that is brilliant. But it shows too, like what you do, that nitty gritty, and you pinpoint it. You're like, okay, there's something here. It's, you like hone in and focus in on whatever that thing is, and you just keep digging, and that's the meat. That is the meat. That's the juiciest, yummiest part of the meat of the story. And it's usually the thing that people disregard immediately and don't want to tell. They or they're they're afraid to tell or they shy away from it. They're like, oh, this is not relevant. And it's usually the most relevant part piece is the part that you think that is not relevant. The yeah. part that is relevant is when you're like, well, I was. 
well, who are, uh, you know, tell me about your story. Well, I was born in 1970 and, and this and blah, blah, blah. That's irrelevant, you know, <laughs> unless, of course, it's something about that town or that date, right? But, you know, the, uh, the things that people go through that they hide, that they think that, oh, well, I just did that. And you're like, you did, you did what? It's like when my business coach, um, I told her just in passing, because she asked me, have you have you had any recognition? And I said, well, well, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I, I mentioned a couple of things in the last one, and I was mentioned by the New York Times. She goes, what? How did I not know this? And I go, uh, I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. She's like, I'm not mentioned in the New York Times. <laughs> Well, I was just mentioned. It wasn't like I had an article or anything. She's like, okay, don't downplay. You were mentioned. Your name and your business name was mentioned in the New York Times as a brand, uh, a branding specialist or expert or whatever it was. And, and I'm like, huge. Oh, yeah, I guess. But there you go. I didn't see value in it, but she's like, hello, major value, major yeah. value. It's just even I do it, right? Like everybody does it. We just so like, ah, eh, I did that. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's, <laughs> you know, it goes back to we we don't celebrate even the small things ever. Like that's that's something we have to work on. And then we downplay important pieces because in in your your story with being mentioned in the New York Times that's huge credibility that shows your expertise brilliant yeah. like you don't you just slap that puppy right on your website and the people wow you know yeah. know and and for the the gentleman with his story not wanting to or realizing even that it was all about his grandpa you know that's those are the parts that touch your soul and you like, hey, let me give you money. Just take my money. Just Help take me. my money. That's right. Take my money. <laughs> Nora helps you get people to just let them take your money. You know what I'm saying? Here, here's my wallet. Take it. <laughs> Use everything in there. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I love it. It's so good. And, and to know that your branding is just all about that, you know, yeah. your story, being you. just moments of your expertise, just being you is, yeah. is the most amazing thing that will connect you to an audience. It's everything you want and more. If you just are you like, oh. I, I might say, I used to think like, you got to think about it as warts and all because a perfect person you know nobody can relate to a perfect person but people yeah. can relate to people who have warts you know stray hairs or you know whatever it is right um i have a particular laugh that i used to like oh my gosh i'm laughing i can't i can't laugh anymore because it's loud it's boisterous it's like oh my gosh off the chart like my husband will if we're in a crowded room like a like a conference or something all he does is he just he just like stops and like listens for five seconds and he because he knows every five to ten seconds i'm gonna laugh and he's gonna be able to go do 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 there she is <laughs> 
because my laugh is so big and boisterous. She's like, oh, there's, there's her laugh. I know where she is. And so I used to be, because everybody, every time I was in a, um, a networking group or sitting at a table at something, every, I'd start laughing and every, all the other tables would just look at me. And I'm like, oh, very self-conscious, very, very self-conscious. But I've had to embrace that word, not that that's a bad word or anything, but it's a loud, obnoxious laugh. I'm not going to lie to you. And so but most people are like, that's how I describe it. Other people describe it like, no, your laugh is so fantastic and jovial. Everybody wants to laugh with you, you know, yeah. because you're so loud, uh, so enjoyable. One of my comedian friends says, I need you always in the front seat, front row of my comedy shows because your laugh will make everybody else laugh. Right. You know, like that kind of thing, right? And so awesome. I have to look at this as a positive for myself. And that basically the reason why everybody is looking at me because they're wondering what I'm laughing about, what made me funny, why, what was the joke? And they wish they were at my table, right? Like yeah. that's how to kind of look at it. And that's how we all have to look at ourselves, yeah. that it doesn't matter what it is, what your particular self-con, you're, you're wrestling with, with yourself. That's the thing, that's the trait that people are like, man, yes, that's yeah. what makes Kimberly, Kimberly, you know, mm -hmm. that's what makes Nora, Nora. Mm -hmm. And that's when we embrace ourselves and just be us, that's the power of empowering ourselves, which is our wonderful topic and theme of this year. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's so good. Just be you. Just be you. Just be you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so easy. So it's so much easier to be yourself than somebody else. It's right. just, it just comes naturally, right? You, know, work, you work especially hard trying to be somebody else and it's tiring. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating. Just yeah. be you. It's just easy. Oh, and it's what draws people in, even like with your laugh. What a compliment from the comedian. But <laughs> you, you do. It, when you're, you're, you become rigid and overwhelmed and stressed out when you're trying to be all these other things that you think you have to be. And it's repelling yes. all your business and prosperity. When you can just be you, be in the flow, that's when you attract. Absolutely. And all you have to do is be you. Like, weird. Well, uh, but you have to know who you are. And oh, so yes. that's, that's where I come in. I help you really figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> I get I, I, I'll, and I will dig down to the Mariana, Mariana Trench for you because. <laughs> because I want you to succeed and be you. I love it. You know what it makes me think of is you're like, how do I describe this? We bury all the time our past, our trauma, our happenings, whatever, good, bad, the ugly. We bury it. And I feel like you're you're digging in and you're pulling up through us this piece of us, this soul piece of us where you're like, this is where you are. This is who you are. This is why you are. Now let's share that. And it's like, I have this visual in my head, but it's, I can just see it being pulled out of your clients and what magic that is and how you're helping people. I love it. Brilliant. 
Oh, I think you're just amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you. You're so welcome. I want to put up your um, um let's see here. Here is your this is your email. That's my that's mine. Yes. Coming to me. That's that's all me. So you have my 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 email address that comes straight to me, not to my assistant, not to anybody else. It comes straight to me. So please, please, please um, use it. Um, you know, ask me questions. We can hop on a Zoom call anywhere in the world. We can hop on a Zoom call and uh, ask me your uh, most your hardest branding questions or you questions or things of that nature, whatever you're struggling with, because I would love, love, love to help you honest. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is your spot-onbranding.com. That's your website. Check Nora out. Obviously, she's a wealth of information. She's brilliant. She'll pull out that Marlin out of you. <laughs> and if you are curious about what's going on with my world, KimberlyACoaching.com, you can always find out what's going on as well as the few spaces left for, hang on, that's not it few spaces left for the series three goddesses check that out and join me on that journey and again nora reach out to nora she's brilliant nora thank you for being on here with me you're absolutely one of my favorite people i just adore you thank you so much thank you absolutely love you my friend thank you bye